Saturday morning, uh, as, as often happens, um, I wake up and I have a text from Enrique who sends me a, a new band name. And then I tell him, oh, for these and those reasons, uh, may not be that great. And then he says, yeah, as soon as I typed it, uh, I thought the same. And uh, when we say band name, I'm just saying artist name for him. Uh, I'm producing and writing. I'm not officially in a in a band with him or something. But um, the cool thing is, I then said, okay, let's establish a framework. Because I look at band names from the same three uh, the three, same three um, criteria, basically. The first thing is, does it sound cool? If, you're, if your artist name is uh, Jarek Krzyzivoy or something, that might be really cool in Russia or in, in the Czech Republic or whatever, um, but not for most people in the world. So there, there are some things, if you, if you take things like uh, Coca-Cola, that's a, a name, of course, we, it's a soft drink, but it's a name that flows same thing with Marilyn Manson. And I'm not saying you have to use similar vowels, but these are names that sound much better than, uh, you know, some strange thing um, that nobody can pronounce. Then the second thing is, does the name represent what the artist stands for? And um, and what the character of the artist is? And I... Uh, I explained to to Enrique that I have very a, lo a very long history of that being completely misunderstood because Faderhead um, is widely believed to um, to be a name that represents my hair. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's what people seem to think, especially Germans, because they don't get the idea that the fader is like something on a mixing desk. And uh, that a fader head is a guy who loves to produce music and loves to, you know, create sound. They didn't get that idea at all. Luckily, the name itself sounds good. But yeah, so the second thing to look at with a an artist name that you choose is, does it represent what you stand for? And um, what was the third thing? There was a third thing that I can't think of right now. Uh, huh. I don't know. There was a third a third thing. So I uh, told him the three things and he said, oh, yes, that makes a lot of sense. And I think, you know, this is the this is the job of a producer. I'm not only there to make a beat, but I'm also there to help the artist find what they're actually looking for. And I'm just uh, I'm not telling him you have to do this or that. I'm just saying, OK, for this and that reason, I don't think that's your best choice maybe look at this problem whatever the problem is um look at it under these uh what do you call that these frameworky questions um and then i sent him a, a beat that i had made and uh it was just a tiny li little beat and i just said you know i really think this would be cool and uh now it's two hours later and he already sent me back a very very cool vocal like i love it just got it on on a simple little uh, M4A voice message thing, um, quick recording. There's like tons of 
notes there that don't fit but the whole thing is really really cool and um i'm, I'm saying this right now because this is in my view this is what production should be like you give some inspiration to the artist the artist sits down and comes back with something that works let's say really 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 well about 50 percent, and then it doesn't work that well on the other side and then you go back and say okay i love this and at the end let me work on the beat to make it fit and let me work on your vocal to make it fit and then i send him the demo and he says oh what about if we change this and that this is how good collaboration works but it re requires that both people are actually first of all working in the same direction same goal and also um they are open to changing what they had in mind in the first place or to you know uh evolve that and um i really like working with enrique for that because we're really on the same page and um this thing is going to be really 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 good i love what he just sent me and um i really can't wait for people to hear it when uh, when it's coming out Oh, now I remember. The third question to ask when thinking about a band name or an artist name would be, what does the audience think when they read or hear the name? So if you're if you call yourself, uh, um, I don't know, uh, funky little bears, and you make dark black metal industrial, then your audience might get the idea that you are not very serious about your dark uh, black metal industrial. If you call yourself um, evil vampires of doom and you make really happy uh, blues rock or something like that, then the audience might, you know, get a weird idea, but maybe it's irony, whatever. It, um, if it's more consistent than that, then it's uh, more easy for the audience to latch on to what you're actually doing. I'm not saying you have to do that. I'm just saying if you don't want to make it necessarily much harder for you to, you know, gain an audience, why don't you pick a band name that sounds good, that represents yourself as a character, and that also makes the audience understand what it actually is that you know, that you represent and that they feel it when they read or hear the name. That was the the three questions to ask yourself when you come up with an artist name. Monday, 12.15 at noon. I am waiting for uh, Elena, Kid Moxie to come to my studio for the second day and to work on the second song. We did one song yesterday and that went really, really well. I was very happy, very surprised also how easygoing she is, how professional she is, how many good ideas she has or how how much we sync up with ideas. It was very, very, very comfortable uh, uh, collaboration. And uh, last night we met with Eric, and uh, who is working for her publishing company so we had dinner with him and uh today <laughs> is day two and we'll see what's gonna happen got a few song ideas prepared for her so we shall see what uh what we can come up with and uh if we can make it good and uh 
Today the weather is great, so I'll be wearing my shorty shorts. Pink G-string from my studio. You know how we do. Well, that was extremely good today. Uh, it's now 9.30 on Monday. And we worked from 1 o'clock till now. Uh, at first, we did something completely different because Elena still had a project that needed to get sent out to the agent to send it to something else. And something wasn't right with the mixes, so um, we fixed them here. And uh, then we started working on song number two, which ended up being crazy good. I'm like very, very happy with that song. And uh, yesterday's song was already strong, but this one's even stronger. And uh, Elena and I get along really well, really well. And um, yeah, I uh, we're going to have some beer tomorrow. And then I hope we continue working uh, long distance or maybe every now and then meet up and do some work. But uh, this was a great two days, I have to say. Really good. Q&A Q&A is a new segment where I answer your questions, as the title says. So if you have any questions, please email me at contact at faderhead.com or um, leave them as a DM or a comment on my socials. Uh, you can also leave a voice message on anchor.fm slash fadercast, which is the page for this podcast. And to make it a little more interesting, I asked my very lovely assistant, Devanka, who owns the great voice that says fadercast, in between the different segments, I asked her to read the question. So let's get to it. Astrostab is asking, where do you get inspiration for your music? Where do I get inspiration for my music from? That's the age-old question. Um, inspiration always comes from everywhere. And I know this is a cop-out answer because that doesn't really help uh, people who ask where the inspiration comes from. But that's actually the truth. Um how do I explain this? Usually people who ask this, I don't know the person who's asking this, so I can't uh, say that this is true for them. But uh, usually people who ask, where do you get inspiration from? They have the problem that whenever they try to do something creative, they don't come up with any ideas. And I'm exactly the same. Probably every artist in the world is exactly the same. doesn't matter what. If you sit down to paint a great painting, it's very unlikely that you will come up with some inspiration. If you're sitting down to write a great, you know, great novel or a great story or a great movie script, it's very unlikely that you will sit down and come up with something great. If you want to write like a great song, chances are very, very low that you can actually come up with something great there on the spot. So with that said, um, like this week, uh, Elena Kid Moxie was here and we sat down twice specifically to write good songs. And we did. Uh, how does that work? It works by not waiting for the point where you sit down to write. So um, people who know me know this very well. Whenever I hear an interesting uh, line or title or lyric or anything, I just pull out my phone immediately. I stop my conversation, say, oh, sorry, I have to write this down. And then I write it down. And um, 
obviously I make a lot of music. So when I sit down to make music and I have an idea, I'll just save that idea. And if that inspiration came on a Monday morning at 11, then that's when the inspiration came. But when I sit down, for example, now this week with Elena, I have a bunch of ideas that I already had that I can present to her. And then we start working on lyrics and working on melodies and stuff like that. So inspiration comes literally from everything there is. If you hear an interesting, uh, you know, sentence said in a movie, write it down. If you see a sign of something that is interesting, write down the idea, take a photo of it, whatever. And, um, I mean, I've been doing this for so long, the writing down stuff, like literally for 20 years. Um, but when the smartphones came up, I don't know when I had my first smartphone, like late in the 2008, seven, something like nine, I don't know. Um, I started categorizing that. So I had apps and now I use Google Keep where I have uh, little folders, let's say, um, one is for German lyrics, one is for German titles. So I categorize that in that. One is for English lyrics, one is for English titles. And then each of these is, again, um, subcategorized into dark lyrics, uh, aggressive lyrics, fun lyrics. So whenever I have an idea, let's say that's a funny summary uh, lyric idea, whatever, maybe because a friend of mine Maybe Devanka, who asked this question for uh, for this podcast, maybe she says something funny and um, I write it down and then maybe later I use it. I don't know. Um, it can happen like that. Maybe it'll never get used, but um, hard disk space is free these days. And uh, it's much better to write it down than not to write it down. Don't wait for inspiration to strike when you think you want to write something good. You have to write things down all the time when they come into your head and then you make something out of this huge list of things, this huge collection of things that you uh, have hopefully in your phone or on your computer or in a notebook or wherever. Some people just sing th stuff into, uh, into little dictaphones. So whatever works for you, do that, but don't hope for inspiration to strike because it never will. Cast. Tuesday, 11 o'clock. Uh, <laughs> I'm aware that this is supposed to be updates about making the new album, but so far I'm not doing a lot of that. So uh, here's another update about what I'm doing today, which is editing vocals that we recorded yesterday and uh, then making at least one demo out of the second Kid Moxie track that we recorded yesterday. And um, because I want to send it to, first of all, Elena and also her publishing company who set up all the collaboration between her and, and myself. Um, so they have a, a demo. And uh, then I do a Patreon mentoring um, Zoom call, which is going to be fun. New person will be very interesting. Then I go to a rehearsal and probably until, I don't know, six or seven. And then I meet up with Elena again and with Eric and possibly uh, Nino, Nino D'Angelo, very uh, famous uh, German singer from the 80s who just worked with uh, Chris Harms on his last album. 
and um, I did a remix for that that got kind of buried by Sony later. They, uh, for some reason, they just didn't use it, which happens. So no big deal. Um, so we're probably going to have some beers till later tonight. And uh, yeah, uh, probably going to get to bed late. Should be a good day. Done with the rehearsal, and I really noticed that most of the songs that I'm doing are too low for my voice, <laughs> uh, which explains a lot of the singing trouble. Because if stuff is too low, you just it's very hard to hit the notes unless you sing really softly. And uh, since I've been doing vocal exercises for a while now, um, what what always happens when you start um, taking vocal lessons or something? you get more proficient, you get better at singing over a greater range. And usually the mid type of range generally sounds fullest. Like vo low vocals sound deep, but mid range is usually most comfortable to sing. So you don't sing really high, you don't sing really low. And um, I'm really noticing that that a lot of the songs are at least like three three half steps too low or something like that. So I'm wondering if I should fix that. I guess I have to. We'll see. Uh, I did about like 35 minutes today and that was good. Um, just have to get some lyrics into my brain <laughs> as usual. Good morning, Wednesday. Well, it, is, it actually was a good morning. Um, because both Alan Aragon and Garrett, uh, I forgot his last name, um, uh, followed me. One on Instagram, one on Twitter. And um, Alan Aragon is, in my view, one of the most uh, important and the best nutritional researchers, scientific. And um, Garrett is the co-writer of Vivarium, which is, uh, or Vivarium, whatever you want to call it which is a really strange movie that I loved. It's probably one of my favorite movies of the last, I think, five years. I think it came out in 2019 or 18. And um, I've spoken and written about this before. Um, the way, I think, the way you connect with people that you admire or that are very important in the field that you are in or that you're interested in, is to just find their social media profiles and then um, just be a good person and be interesting and helpful. Like with Alan, I I just answered someone else's question. Alan posted something and someone, uh, a young trainer who uh, didn't understand much about what Alan was posting, he asked some questions that were really not, not very smart questions, but I just, you know, typed a medium length comment to explain, which meant Alan didn't have to explain it. And my explanation was good and on point. Um, and I don't know, an hour later, Alan was following me and I sent DMs, a few DMs back and forth just to introduce each other. And now we're kind of connected. That doesn't mean we're friends, but um, this type of thing always happens. With Garrett, it was the other, the other way around. Like he posted so, such funny shit that I just made like a few, funny replies because he came up with the name Gustav Klankenheimer 
And this is such a perfect name because it at the same time sounds absolutely realistic. At the same time, time it sounds completely shitty. And um, so I just, uh, you know, I just replied to that and uh, we started bantering and now he's following me. I follow him. And uh, I really think that in today's world, if you are in any way interested in meeting someone, just see if they have interesting social media profiles and uh, just engage in a smart way. Don't ask them for anything. Uh, don't, you know, don't, don't bother people. Uh, just, you know, just be helpful and friendly. And uh, let's say one out of 10 of these situations, you get a connection that you wouldn't have had before. Not all the time. 10 10 10 percent would be a great you know would be a great thing because you're not generally doing it for the connection you're just doing it because it's interesting and fun and uh the thing is if it's interesting and fun you will have interesting and valuable things to say if you go towards this with a like a with a what can i get out of this mindset then probably it won't happen like that um yeah that was a good morning today and a funny morning because I laughed a lot about Garrett's uh, uh, <laughs> um, uh, funny, funny tweets. And uh, I'm off to rehearsal now. <laughs> All right. 1500 on Wednesday. Um, I just did another rehearsal. And interestingly, I got along much better with the with the keys and the lowness of the of the tracks. So I guess it's just <laughs> a matter of practice. Surprise, surprise. Um, since I uh, rehearsed yesterday and today, I um, chose mostly melodic tracks today, just uh, to give my voice a little break from the yelling. And uh, I did quite a long rehearsal today because melodic tracks weren't a problem. It was easy to sing. And uh, so I did, I think, an hour something, hour 15 which is good. Um, yeah, it went pretty, went pretty well. Uh, even stuff like Houston or uh, Champagne and Real Pain with, with, with heavier vocals sounded quite nice, but I did feel that doing more than two or maybe three, I don't remember, uh, with some screaming in there would have been a little too much at this point. Obviously, it won't be a problem in like four weeks, but uh, yeah, went well today. Uh, today is one of these days where, uh, I don't know, nothing works. I've been trying to take apart one of the recent projects that I did so we can play one of the songs live uh, in a month. And um, I was really looking forward to it because that's that song would really work live. And... Uh, now I can open the project, but I can't run it. So for about, I don't know, four hours now, yesterday two and today almost two, um, I basically spent my time trying to, you know, get the project to run and not stall the whole thing. This is probably the first time in I don't know how many years that this has happened. And this is really the reason. Ooh, I just I was gonna I was gonna say, this is really the reason why you make stems of your work. And I just saw I made stems of my work. Amazing. 
I didn't see the folder. I was like, oh, this was maybe one of the projects where I didn't uh, do it or something, but I did. So that's perfect. I'm very happy with myself. Uh, <laughs> I'll still uh, see and uh, if I can get the project to run, but uh, if that doesn't happen within the next 20 minutes or something, I'll just uh, make it out of stems. It will sound fine for life. Make stems. Fader 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 Fader